When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Canada is where we're heading right now, where we uh, catch up with uh, Shai Davidi. Shai, of course, makes his home there now and is all over, all over the Major League Baseball playoffs, which have uh, begun in earnest uh, with a win this morning for uh, Philadelphia away from home against the Atlanta Braves. Shai, good morning to you. Uh, Good morning. How are you? I'm very good. And if the standard uh, of baseball and the excitement of the games is anything to go by in game one, it's going to be a hell of a playoff series. Yeah, it seems like it. I, I only caught a little bit of it because uh, we were just finishing up some uh, Blue Jays season wrap-up stuff here in Toronto. We were talking with the general manager here. Uh, but it uh, looked like a hell of an ending and Matt Olson making a close with that home run there at the end. Uh, but uh, certainly an interesting series and a super intriguing one that's going to start uh, with uh, L.A. and the Padres and, uh, and Seattle Houston as well. Okay, then uh, let's uh, stay with the Blue Jays if we can, Shy, because there's a lot of interest uh, on this part of the world in uh, the Toronto team, um, perhaps because it's, uh, it's uh, you know, slightly outside the American side of things and we tend to go a little bit for the underdog or their outsider over here. But uh, how would you sum up the season? Obviously not making, um, not making it through to the last eight as such, uh, swept by the, Ma- the Mariners in the wild card round. So if you had to sum up the season, what are you saying? It's it's really a tough season to frame because in some ways there were successes. They were able to get to the postseason, which is something they didn't do last year. Uh, They won 92 games, won more than they did last year. It's only the second time in franchise history they've had uh, consecutive 90 win seasons. So a lot of good was accomplished, but it's it's very unsatisfying for a lot of people and you know, even if the result wasn't as gutting as it was on Saturday when they blew an 8-1 lead in the second game and looked to be on route to really forcing a decisive third game uh, and ended up losing 10-9 I still think it would have been disappointing because this was a team that thought uh, it was uh, among the you know top three or four in baseball it, it certainly had a right to think that based on the talent level but it did not perform to those expectations. And where that gap was between talent and execution is some one area where they need to spend a lot of time on this offseason. Uh, certainly there are a couple of uh, holes on the roster that need to be addressed. But the bigger thing to me is why for the majority of the season and only towards the latter part of the season, did they not play to what their, their talents and capabilities looked like? Okay, so um, do they stick with the same guys or, um, or will they be very heavily in the market going forward, do you think? 
uh, there'll, there'll be a few changes, but the majority of uh, this team is under contract uh, for next year. They only have two uh, two free agents. Uh, one of them is a bit more significant than the other, Ross Stripling. The other is reliever named David Phelps. And beyond that, everyone can be back if the Blue Jays want them to be. So I expect there to be a couple trades, perhaps a few changes along the edges. Uh, but the bigger thing, if I'm running this team, I think is to just keep adding players and just find ways to get deeper and find ways to uh, patch up a, a few of those soft spots, particularly in the bullpen. That uh, that to me would be the primary goal. So, you know, they're in a position where they can keep adding. Uh, they can certainly take some of their current players and reallocate them, whether that be to, uh, you know, a piece that directly addresses the roster, maybe towards uh, with an eye towards the future. Uh, but they, they have a lot of uh, a lot of ability to really sit back knowing the majority of their heavy lifting is done. It's more how do you essentially the, the house is built. How do you decorate the inside? Right, let's, uh, if we can, uh, please, Shai, move across to what's going on at the moment and what j- has just happened. As you pointed out, you were busy for most of the game, but uh, uh, that is um, for the Phillies. Um, it's a good scalp to go to the Braves and, and get game one. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that I, I believe a lot of people in baseball were going to be interested since this is the first year of the current format was what does it look like for the teams that had the bye who have been off for you know close to a week? Uh, what does it look like for them when they face a, a club that's coming in hot uh, after winning a round in the wild card? And you know the 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 prime point of thinking is that you know the wild card team is going to be beat up for a series. They're going to be maybe in not optimal shape. You know they've used their top starters to get through to this round, uh, and that would be an advantage for the teams that have had the buys. But you know, baseball is a game of rhythm and timing. And so uh, I, Atlanta certainly got stronger as that game went on. And I wonder if there's maybe it, maybe this is a, a, a bit of an early measure on that. It's one game. So, uh, you know, be curious to see what the other three games end up looking like. But the Mariners were up uh, up early against uh, against Houston as well. So uh, I think that uh, that's going to be really interesting to watch from a bigger picture perspective. And, you know, the Phillies are now in a really good spot to to put some serious pressure on Atlanta. And, you know, at minimum, they're going to go home with a chance to win the series. Exactly. Uh, best of five series, uh, as we said earlier. So, uh, And that rings true. Exactly the point about coming in hot. Uh, the Mariners 6-3 up now, um, Shy, and uh, that is at the top of the fifth. Uh, after a, well, They led 4-0 at uh, one point after two innings. So uh, that rings true with the point that you were making. The Astros sitting waiting for them uh, and have had a bit of a sleepy start. Yeah, and look, the, that Mariners team is is riding a serious high, right? Because they thought they were going to be in a game three just like everybody else did, and they managed to find a way to fight off the Blue Jays and and for and and, and come back in that game after being down eight one, and then you know, get themselves a, a bit of a breather. And that that was important for them because their bullpen, just like the Blue Jays' bullpen, would have been in very bad shape if there was a third game. And then whoever would have emerged from that would have been really beat up getting into Houston. So 
I know Philadelphia as well was able to, to win their series in two. And, you know, the only team that had to go three was, uh, was the Padres. So I'm curious to see what that, what that piece ends up looking like for them later on. But, you know, the Mariners have a bit of momentum. They've beaten Verlander. They still have uh, their guys. They'll still have Luis Castillo and Robbie Ray in this series. So it's a bit of an uphill battle right now for the Astros, it looks like. Game one this afternoon, a little bit later, is uh, the Yankees and uh, the Cleveland Guardians. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees. Cal Quantrill on the mound for the Guardians. Uh, a lot of this will be about uh, Aaron Judge, as you can imagine as well. And uh, what did you make of uh, the 62 officially uh, hit home runs, which makes him seventh all time? Um, but uh, given that his, uh, most of those ahead of him were on performance-enhancing uh, drugs, where does Judge's season truly rank for you? You know, for me, I've I've sort of moved on from litigating the the PEDs era versus the other era, and I just I'm not. There's never going to be a good answer to that, and so I, I just kind of more I'm looking at seasons individually and appreciating what he did, and you know the complete the completeness of Aaron Judge's season was absolutely remarkable, and we saw 61 was hit here in Toronto and. In that series, he had 15 plate appearances. He saw 75 pitches, and I can't imagine if he chased more out of the strike zone more than three or four times in that span. That that was remarkable discipline under the circumstances, with uh, entire traveling parties around him, all waiting to for waiting for him to hit a, a home run. You know, he he's performing at a level that you rarely rarely see in the sport, and so. You know whether you consider it the real record or this the, this record or just the American League record or just seventh on the all-time list or whatever it is, it was an incredible season, one of the greatest seasons in baseball history, uh, and one that should be appreciated, you know, regardless of the discussion around Bonds and McGuire and Sosa. So, uh, Yankees favorite for the series then. They should be. I mean, the talent, this might be the widest talent disparity uh, of any series in, in the postseason. And that's not a criticism of Cleveland. Cleveland is a, a really pesky team. They've got good pitching. They play good defense. They're, they're miserable at the plate because they just keep fouling off pitches. And they're really aggressive once again on the base paths. But the, this is a team that the Yankees should stomp. Now, the Cleveland has based its entire season on upending what you, you know, what you expect of them, uh, and they've definitely gotten every little bit of uh, every little bit of the talent that they have. They've got they've they've really maxed out on that group, and uh, there'll certainly be some rooting interest here for Cal Quantrill, a, a Canadian kid who's uh, about as tough as they come on the mound, and uh, you know pitches uh, pitches in a really tough, aggressive way, uh, but. You know, the Yankees have uh, one of the best pitchers in the game, Garrett Cole, starting in this one. They're rested. They've got their group. Uh, this this does look to be quite lopsided towards the Yankees, but the beauty of baseball, it's, it's a relatively small sample, and anything can happen. Well, uh, I'm not sure what will happen, but it seems to be that the Dodgers are pretty much the favourites on the back of a remarkable 111-51 season. Um, it has to be said, uh, Shy, that, that's been a standout for them. Uh, they have the Padres, uh, who of course got through their wild card game. Today it's uh, uh, Julio Urias uh, up against uh, Mike Clevenger. Uh, and the Dodgers and this roster for this series have quite surprisingly left out their closer and Craig Kimbrell. 
Yeah, and, and, and Kimbrell had struggled for an extended period of time and uh, really lost the trust of, of the coaching staff. And uh, it was certainly an interesting decision to, to keep him off. But, uh, you, you know, you have to wonder, is, is there something that he's, that he's working through right now that, you know, they just can't, uh, they just can't trust him in a game? But you, you just think about the stakes and each out meaning so much and, you know, the potential for five games against an opponent that is very deep as well uh, and incredibly talented. There's just no room for experimentation right now. And, you know, Kimbrel's, Kimbrel's season had been slowly devolving towards this. And it's kind of incredible because you think about who he is and, and what, a, what, what a dominant closer he's been over such an extended period of time. Uh, but it's the Dodgers, as we've seen, have not been afraid to make bold decisions and tough decisions. And, and here they've made one uh, that's certainly going to be talked about and debated for quite a while. Well, I've certainly had the firepower to beat them um, in the uh, combined uh, of one fourteen of the 19 games they've played in this uh, regular season. And they've outscored the Padres by a combined 62 runs, which is phenomenal. Yeah, without a doubt. And look, these two teams have been building up with an eye towards one another for a while. And the the Padres have been looking up. And, you know, part of the reason they made the Juan Soto trade uh, back in July, before the trade deadline, was because they felt they needed that other dominant piece that could help them match up uh, against the Dodgers. And the same thing with acquiring Hayter. And they got a, a couple of the the more dominant players in the game, you know, one for their bullpen, one for their lineup. And they're really set up incredibly well now uh, to at least match up with the Dodgers from a lineup perspective. But the thing is that the Dodgers just have so much depth on their roster. There's so much surplus uh, in terms of more players that you want to give playing time to than actual playing time to give. Uh, they're they're the model for everybody in Major League Baseball because of both the way they run at the Major League level, the Minor League level. Uh, they just keep churning out talent. They're just they're just deeper in every way imaginable. But the Thanks Padres you. have some very high end talent and and could blow up, could could blow them out of the water too. Yeah, uh, just finally, uh, Shy, before you let you go, we let you go, if you had to pick your World Series playoff right here and now, who would it be? I probably look to Houston and the Dodgers and uh, even if the even if Houston drops the opener I still do like them over the Mariners uh, I, I think they're they're the class of the American League uh, I, I, the Yankees are, are talented but a little bit flawed in relation to the Astros uh, so uh, yeah, I still think Houston comes out of the American League and I, I still like the Dodgers you know as much as I, I'd love to see the Padres break through and I think it'd be a fun story uh, my guess is that we're, we're looking at uh, Astros Dodgers and and you know the Dodgers, uh, the Dodgers hanging hanging tough, and maybe avenging uh, the ghosts of the, the twenty tainted twenty seventeen World Series. Shai Davidi, great catching up with you. Thanks again for joining us on the show, and uh, I look forward to uh, baseball action uh, over the next uh, two to three weeks. It's going to be fascinating. Cheers, man. Thank you. Yeah, be well, guy. Enjoy it. Cheers. Uh, we certainly will. Uh, Shai Davidi there out of uh, Toronto. Uh, the Blue Jays is his team. Not involved at uh, the start of the season, uh, at this stage of the season, of course. 
but the big guns are still floating around. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.